can't play the same old pop punk bullshit songs over and over again. If you enjoy it, then do it. You know what I mean? But like, it, then after a while of doing the same thing, it becomes a formula. And people just kind of follow that formula at that same time. So they get sort of populated and it, and it dies off. You're listening to It's All Dead, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to the official It's All Dead podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to have you with us. I'm Kyle Hawk, editor-in-chief at itsalldead.com. Hope everybody enjoyed the July 4th holiday. Um, we are in the midst of summer right now, uh, which is a great thing. You may have noticed uh, our podcast uh, was off the air for uh, maybe a little bit longer than usual. Um, that is because I am now a parent, and when you are a parent, um, it's harder to record podcasts, or at least for those uh, that first month or so. But uh, we are back in the swing here. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. The site has continued to uh, chug along. So if you've been to itsalldead.com recently, you've seen some of our uh, new features, including some uh, summer soundtracks for road trips. Uh, a few album reviews have been going up, and uh, we are we are moving right along here uh, through summer. And uh, summer is, of course, festival season. And uh, there, you know, with the absence of Warp Tour this year, which I've definitely felt, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, I kind of had that itch I get every year to head out to Warp Tour, and then that realization of like, oh, it's it's gone, it's not a thing anymore. But the great thing is that there have been so many other tours and festivals that have kind of popped up this summer uh, to sort of take the place of of Warp Tour in a way, which has been kind of neat to see. And I feel like there's enough variance that you can sort of pick and choose the type of uh, experience that you want to have and the bands that you want to see. And one of the more exciting uh, and kind of cool lineups I've seen uh, for this summer is the Rockstar Energy Drink Disrupt Festival, uh, which is uh, just kicked off a couple weeks ago and uh, is probably coming to um, a, a city near you. So check out the tour dates. Um, uh, you've got Circus Survive, The Used, Sleeping with Sirens. I mean, there's so many great bands on this tour. Uh, but one of the bands on this tour is Trophy Eyes. And um, they are uh, definitely a band that's kind of been on the rise over the past few years. And a year ago, put out their album, The American Dream, which was a pretty big sonic deviation for them. Um, but it's the kind of album that's just so refreshing to hear. It, it, it almost feels like uh, when a band you like really kind of locks into a sound that you didn't expect, but when you hear it, you just know like, oh, this is what this band sounds like. That's what the American Dream is. Uh, it's a great album. They are on uh, the Rockstar Energy Drink Disrupt Festival this summer, and uh, we were fortunate enough to talk with lead singer John Florini, who... Also, as uh, fate would have it, just put out a new solo album called Sin um, just about a, a month before we recorded this. So he's had a lot going on with uh, Trophy Eyes, um, having a really successful new album, putting out uh, a great solo album, and then they are uh, on the tour this summer. So we uh, had a chance to catch up with him to talk a little bit about that new solo album. We talked about the evolution of Trophy Eyes and how uh, fans of rock bands now, maybe more than ever, are just really... Um, interested in hearing the bands that they love evolve and change their sound. We talked a little bit about what that's meant for Trophy Eyes. And of course, we also talked about the festival and what that experience has been like. So without further ado, we'll jump into the interview. Um, again, thanks to John for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, let's listen in. All right. Well, John, welcome to the It's All Dead podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. I think you're in uh, Hartford, Connecticut today. Is that right? 
Yes, I am, Mr. Ram. How did the uh, how the set go today? It was good. Um, I've been battling a bit of like a chest infection and upper respiratory infection and shit since I've been on this run. So I finally got some antibiotics yesterday and uh, some decongestants and stuff. And uh, yeah, voice is kind of back on track. Um, we had some energy and I wasn't dizzy and didn't have a fever on stage today, so I could move and dance around. And yeah, pretty uh, successful day today, front day compared to uh, some other shows I've been doing. Yeah, well, nice. I'm glad you're back on the mend. Is that is just as a vocalist on on tour? Is this a typical thing that's bound to happen at some point during almost every tour, or is this sort of a freak yeah. thing? Um, surely, it, uh, I mean, you know, everybody's different. I don't really get sick ever, so when I do get sick, I get real jacked up, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like this one hit me really good. But um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people get sick. Great. But it's different for everybody, I suppose, but not not really me. I'm, I normally get in and out of a tour pretty unscathed. Nice. Unlucky on this tour. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this tour here in a bit. I want to start off, though, because uh, you released your new solo album, Sin, uh, pretty recently. How does it feel to have that out there? Feels good. Um, I recorded it, uh, I think, last year, um, quite a while ago. And uh, I was sitting on it for a little while, and we did make a lot of changes and back and forth with mixes and mastering and stuff like that until we finally kind of, um, uh, uh, my team, that uh, is label, and the producer that I was working with and myself, too, were all kind of happy on a middle ground there. And we all could agree that we uh, enjoyed it and we chucked it out. So it's, it's, it's good to finally have it out. Um, you know, it's, it had been since probably 2015, yeah. uh, since I did my first little EP, so... Uh, yeah, having a new record out is good, man. Some new music and some new kind of fun things to play live when I do play uh, solo solo shows. So, yeah, it's been really good. feels good. Yeah, it's a great album, and it feels like you're able to explore a much more, I guess, sort of introspective or personal side of yourself uh, with a project like this. What's different for you in terms of writing solo material as opposed to writing for your band, Trophy Eyes? Well, um I wouldn't say lyrically it's it's any different from Trophy Eyes, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's, both projects are just kind of uh, things that have happened to me, things that are important to me, and things that I feel like are important in my life. And, you know, when I first started writing, I was writing energetic, uh, fast-paced, like hardcore-esque uh, music. Right. And I, I decided that if I was going to be screaming, then it had to be about something that emotionally affected me. Otherwise, it'd be up there screaming about fucking anything, you know, pizza or something like that. And I think that's bullshit. And I just wanted to be honest and wanted to be real. So, um, and that kind of carried through, uh, trophy eyes all the way up until my uh, little brother stuff with now the, uh, you know, jump fly on the, the solo stuff. So, lyrically, I wouldn't really call it any different, but, um, sonically, uh, being able to. Trophy Eyes is its own thing now. It became its own sound. It became its own thing. And it, it, it is me and the, and the four other guys that I write with, the rest of the, the lads at Trophy Eyes. But, you know, you have to cater to everybody's personality and everybody has uh, a creative direction and we all have to meet. And um, given I do write a large majority of the Trophy Eyes stuff, it still goes through everybody and is filtered and, and it comes out at the Trophy Eyes because of that. Yeah. Um, with my solo stuff... It was just uh, whatever the fuck I felt like, which was really refreshing, really lovely. Like, it was fun to do. Uh, it's kind of, like, reassuring as well, because if I write a shitty song, it doesn't affect anybody else. It's just on me, you know, which, which is, like, a bit of pressure release. Um, but, yeah, 
man, it, it, I think that's what makes it different. It's just kind of the, the freedom and, uh, you know, the whole reason why I'm writing it is just so I can write whatever I please whenever I want. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's the difference between the two. Yeah, and that's cool to get to kind of hear you explore, you know, different sounds through different avenues. I, I want to go back a year uh, because it's been about a year since the release of American Dream, which is the most recent album from Trophy Eyes. What are your feelings about that album now, having been able to hit the road with it and kind of have it out for a year now? Well, it's been good, man. Uh, it's a higher-selling album we've ever done. It's like the biggest groups we've ever played, uh, especially in Australia. It's, a, it's been really good in Australia. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's we, it's the record we're all the most proud of. Um, and yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's a, Their record was probably the truest um, lyrically they've ever written and uh, it's hard you know like when you start writing the when you're a bit younger so it's, it's a lot more angsty you feel a lot of angst and stuff like that and then as you grow older you kind of like learn those feelings you understand and you understand where they're coming from what they really are and, uh, and then you have more adult problems and, and a lot more grown up uh, you know issues that you want to write about and emotions and feelings and um, so it goes that way and uh, you know so a lot less about kind of like just being cranky at somebody which is kind of like EP era trophy eyes yeah to um you know kind of like uh stories and ballads and things like that about like love and being away and wanting to start a family and being self-aware uh you know like realizing you've you've thrown your the best years of your life away and and um yeah just kind of like relevant problems to our age so it was really fun writing that it's kind of like the the most true to me to date probably the most honest i've been on the record yeah. uh, ever in my life well, and um, it's definitely like this. That last song, I can feel the calling. Is in my opinion the best song that I've written. But still makes me cry now. If I'm not, if I'm not ready to put it on, if it kind of comes on, yeah. it, it makes me uh, really emotional still. So, I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a good thing. If you can make yourself cry with something you did, like it's <laughs> you're doing all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty powerful. You know, and. To the yeah. point you were making there, I've seen interviews where you talked about sort of leaving the angst of your youth behind in a way. Is, is it a different feeling to play some of these songs live? I'd imagine uh, just as a vocalist, it's kind of a pleasant experience given how, you know, enjoyable and fun some of these songs are. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think on stage, we don't really ever pervade that type of emotion because it's kind of hard. And uh, the people that are at our shows, I don't really think that those people are there to have a cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not there to, to feel the emotion. They're there to, we're all there to belong. We're all there to, to get it out. Like, we're all there to shake off the nine to five and shake off how shit your life can be. And everyone's just there to yeah. thrash around and climb on people and jump off shit and exude that energy, get it out of your system. So, uh, you know, very, um, very, uh, Uncommonly, will I be on stage and, and be emotional in those songs? Um, and it's kind of a strange thing because you get up there and you're like, you know, everybody let's jump, but yeah, my dad hates me. Like it's pretty fucking strange, right? Um, given, but um, I don't. Yeah, a lot of time I don't feel the emotion, but sometimes we like to we have fun and then uh, dramatically, like we'll work on it in our set and I'll say, okay, like maybe this at this point we'd like to to a little bit of emotion. Let's break it down slowly. And, let's uh, talk about what this song means and you know you can really um it's all it's a show we're entertainers and, and it's fun to do that as well it's, it's fun to say jump climb on each other and, and let's have fun and sing along and, right. and then sometimes you, you'll bring it nice and down in the middle there and you'll say this is what this means to me and this is actually quite sad and this is about this and and we'll connect in a way that 
that I wasn't there two songs ago. Right. And then everyone was being in this, in this room and be sharing this magic of, I feel that as well. And I've had a friend that did that too. And, and that's like my family also. And we all feel something totally different. It's, it's part of it. It's part of the fun, man. It's part of the, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, to, to answer your question very shortly, like, yeah, not really, you know, those old angsty songs, I can still go back there mentally and look at it, but it's in a different way. I'll think like, that poor kid, you know, that poor, <laughs> I was so frightened and cranky, and uh, I wish I could go back now and be like, it gets better, man. Now I'm worried about going home and seeing the most beautiful girl in the world. Right. I'm dating her, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it's uh, different problems and different times. We all, we all grow up. I guess it changes for everybody. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I've I've read and seen you talk about uh, whether in terms of trophy eyes or your solo music, just people you take influence from in terms of songwriting and just artistically, whether it be U2 and Coldplay in relation to this new trophy eyes album or even Johnny Cash with some of your solo stuff. How do those artists influence your live performance? Or is there anybody that you look to that kind of helps you in terms of how you translate the the energy and the art of your music to a live audience? That's a good question. Um, I see people on stage, big acts. Um, I look at them and I respect them. People that I still thoroughly enjoy. Um, I don't really listen to a lot of music anymore. Well, yeah. uh, I guess because it's kind of my, my job now. But sure. um, I, when I see the acts that I do love, I look at them and I, don't, I can't really say that they do influence my live performance. Yeah, I mean, like, people that I love are like Bruce Springsteen. That guy just like stands there and plays his guitar and shapes his hips. Like, All right. I jump around and, you know, bash my face in the microphone and climb on things and like slide around the stage and spin as much as I can. Like, it's just always been, um, I think, authentically what I'm feeling just comes out. It's the same way as like, you know, people that say, oh, I don't dance, I don't dance. And then they get hammered and they dance like, <laughs> they dance terribly. Right. You know what I mean? You go out with a single club and they go, I don't dance, I don't dance. And they fly drinks and they're dancing. You're like, oh my God, that's the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> that's what I do on stage. That's what I like to just chat on stage and be like, fuck it, let's fucking go. Just like, just translate the energy and, and the feeling I'm having and let's have fun. And I always say on stage, like, forget about the person next to you. Forget about what you think about yourself. We're all just here to enjoy ourselves. Just let it go. So, and that's what right. I do on stage. So I can't really say that anybody really gives me ideas for moves or anything like that. I just do do what comes out. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, and as, as we mentioned uh, at the top of the interview this summer, you're on the road with the Rockstar Energy Drink Disrupt Festival, and this lineup is just loaded. Uh, how ex- exciting has it been to hit the road with some of these bands? Yeah, it's been really exciting. So much fun that I really haven't spoken to anybody yet. I haven't, uh, haven't really gone and seen anybody. There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of big names around, so I've just been uh, hiding on our little uh, our little uh, uh, bit of transport and yeah been taking it easy yeah but um, I mean, it's cool it's humbling to see so many great uh, classic um, uh, so, so big names uh, Circus Survive uh, The Used Betray You Story So Far Four Years Strong like, they're all big names and people that I really respect but um, yeah yeah it's, 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 it's humbling to know that like my city's on a band from few years ago is now considered someone who would tour with these people so yeah it's a bit wild yeah 
So for, you know, the, obviously this tour is still on the road and uh, heading to some more cities. What can fans expect out of this festival and what made it uh, appealing to you to be a part of this? Well, I guess um, the names and stuff like that. So like the way, uh, I mean, to be totally honest with you, uh, Agent will come and they say, we got a good lineup. Would you like to do it? Yeah. We go, yeah, sure. And we get here and, uh, you know, like it's an American tour. Uh, we are all big fans of the Warped Tour and uh, it's kind of over now. And this kind of is, this was the, the alternative and a lot of great bands again, like I'm saying, like a lot of uh, like really big names in the, um, uh, how would you call it? Im- like uh, huge influences in our in our scene and uh, kind of like people that kind of kicked it off for here. So right. yeah, I guess that's kind of what convinced us. Is being like, wow, shit! Like this is a yeah. There's there's a lot of cool acts here, and it's it's just like it's it's a uh, yes, it's um yeah, it's just exciting to even be asked to be a part of it. You know? Yeah, and you mentioned Warp Tour, which came to an end last summer. And it feels like there's just been so many new festivals and tours that are kind of popping up to take its place. And it seems like the scene hasn't really suffered in that regard. And that seems like a great sign. Is that kind of how uh, you're feeling? It does. Um, it's good. I mean, Walk Tour, um, Walk Tour is great while it lasts. It's fantastic. It did so much more than just music. It did things for, for people, for charities, for for, for everything it was um, it was truly something else and yeah. uh, you know it was a shame everybody felt it when it left everybody was hurting um, a lot of people just kind of wandering around being like fuck what do we do that summer now you know what I mean like everybody was everybody was affected and uh, pardon me and uh, uh, you know to see it to see the whole clamoring to be filled at the moment is um, it's inspiring it's just, it's uh people still want to go see music there's still people there there's still um there's still a scene and uh and i think that's lovely i think it's great and uh yeah hopefully it, it just grows and grows from here because you know, yeah. it's like the thing that everyone's like oh shit we had a walk to a guy everyone's like well let's do let's keep going and everyone's like yes so, right um, yeah it's been nice it's been inspiring and so you guys were on the road with Warp Tour in 2015 and 2017. I'm wondering what you uh, learned from those experiences and how just the, a festival-type tour is different when you're playing just like a small or mid-sized venue on a tour. Um, very different things. Um, you know, Warp Tour, you get stragglers, people just walking around kind of thing, and sometimes they'll, they'll walk past, and you've really got to, you know, when I started playing music, it's kind of a long answer, I suppose. When I started playing music, very uncool to tell anybody to listen to your band. Yeah. You get up on stage and be like, oh, we suck and listen to us or don't, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, you have to be really cool about it. I mean, you get to walk to it, and especially in Australia because, like, Australians don't like you if you're successful or if you like yourself. It's just an Australian thing. Right. But, um, then you get to America and especially on walk to and you've got to go into the line and in the morning because nobody knew who we were in 2015 so, you hit the line in the morning and you've got to convince people to go and watch you play. And, you know, with your, with your phone, with earphones in it and play people's songs. And they go, oh, I like that. You go, well, we're playing it this time. Like, come to the stage. You sell CDs in the line. You do everything you possibly can. And then by the time you go and play, you see your efforts right there in front of you. And, right. um, you know, I didn't expect that much work to be done. And it was a great kick in the ego, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we, were, we were doing all right in Australia at that point. We came here and no one gave a fuck. And, uh, you know, we have people doing jobs for us. We were pay, paying people to do things for us in Australia already, like crew and stuff. We come back to 
and then I hear there's no crew. It's just us and uh, a TM who did it as a favor. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, a, yeah, it was a great like a. Uh, it's very humbling. <laughs> you have to yeah. show up and work and get on there. And um, yeah, I guess I learned that like you never, you never too cool. You know what I mean? You never too, you never too good. Like there, there, there's like. Yeah, there's always work to be done, and you can always do something to make it better. And uh, that gave me this brand new work incentive uh, to never stop, you know, right. and do everything I can. If I'm sitting at home on a day off and I think like, oh, this is a nice day off, I'll play Red Dead 2 or something, I know that I could start writing a treatment for the next music video or working on a, on a release campaign or something. There's, there's always something you do. I guess Walter gave me a, a great uh, a work incentive, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense, especially in an industry that continues to evolve and change and as audience continue to consume, uh, you know, the, the music that they like in different ways. It's an, important to kind of always yeah. be thinking about the next thing. Uh, you know, Trophy yeah. is, is a band that hasn't been afraid to experiment with their sound. And it seems like now, maybe more than ever, a lot of rock music fans are open and excited to hear their favorite bands try new things. Is, has that been your experience and uh, and what you've seen with the, the fans of Trophy Eyes? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit more so in a lot in recently. When we released Hurt, it was it was uh, there was like you know it's it's the few. It's very much the few. Like the majority of our fan base and all our new fans were like fantastic hits of new music. Like and we love it and we were submitting him because it's better songwriting. You know what I mean? You write a nice song. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> people go, oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only a little bit of people like like that kind of music. But regardless, like that's not why we do it. But yeah, people, the, the world's changing. Rock music is changing. Uh, there are pioneers. There's people out there. Boston Banner movements. Um, all these different people that are playing new music. Creeper, like something else, something new. And people are looking for that. You can't play the same old pop punk bullshit songs over and over again. Because, you know, it's, it's, if you enjoy it, then do it. You know what I mean? But, like, it, 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 after a while of doing the same thing, it becomes a formula. And people just kind of follow that formula and, and that scene dies. And it gets unpopulated and it, and it dies off. Yep. Um, but, you know, like, you need to, yeah, people quite like, like, the Beatles are a great example. And all those other, like, revolutionary rock bands, they came out and they did something totally different than hadn't happened yet. And, people liked it and they were doing it because they wanted to right and I think naturally if you go out and you write something naturally you care about it is an honest reflection of yourself uh, people will realize it's real and enjoy it I think it's only when it's not real people don't care but yeah I mean I've been seeing like converting strictly hardcore fans like I mean like hardcore is like punk hardcore fans you know? right car hard beanie wear a chain like Crowd kill people, and then all of a sudden we play Hurt, which is just like, what a beauty, like the most popular mm-hmm. you've ever heard. And then standing there singing, you know what I mean? I mean yeah. Everyone's open, everyone's waiting for something else. And, yeah. But yeah. That's, I think the bottom line is, as long as you're honest, as long as you're honest and you do it and it's real, then people can relate and people will, will ride that wave with you. Yeah. That's, uh, it's been a cool experience to kind of watch the evolution uh, of Trophy Eyes and, um, see kind of the, that fan base continue to grow and, and evolve with you. Um, so yeah. you're partway through the tour this summer. Uh, what are your plans after the tour ends uh, later on in the summer? What what comes next for Trophy Eyes? 
so we're going to go home and do some uh, 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 summer festivals and things. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Splendor in the Grass, which is a giant festival. Uh, we've got Snow Tunes, which is another massive festival up in like this, the Alps. Uh, not, I don't know if they're Alps, but they're like snow resorts, and yeah. resorts and stuff. And, um, southern states of Australia. So we're going to go there and do that. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe another couple tours. Like it's kind of we're midway through the year now, so it's hard to kind of. Uh, I don't want to give away any secrets, but uh, sure. yeah, we've got a lot of festivals coming up at least. Awesome. Well, John, I, I appreciate you taking time to chat today. I want to wish you best of luck on the rest of the tour this summer. Uh, for everybody listening, you. get out, uh, you know, head out to the show. Uh, it's a great lineup, and uh, yeah, Trophy Eyes is on the tour, so check them out. John, thanks again for taking time today. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for having me. All right, that was John Florini of Trophy Eyes. Again, thanks so much to John for taking time to talk with uh, us here at It's All Dead. It was really cool um, to hear about the uh, uh, festival. Again, uh, check out the dates. It's uh, heading across the country right now, so see if there's a date coming near you. Um, and, of course, if you like our podcast, let us know. Subscribe to It's All Dead on uh, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcast app, and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We always love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this episode of the It's All Dead podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the It's All Dead podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then visit us at itsalldead.com for the latest music news, reviews, and much more.